Hello everyone, this is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 183rd episode of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you all for being here today. If you have not already, definitely sign up for your free one-week trial over at PokerCoaching.com. There we have a ton of interactive poker quizzes, very much like Weekly Poker Hand. And if you like this podcast, if you made it to episode 183, well, you will certainly love PokerCoaching.com. So here we are, still going through hands from the $10,000 buy-in World Series of Poker six-handed tournament. We're playing 1,200, with a 400 ante. We are nowhere near the bubble yet. Getting near it, but not quite there. Here, Kyle Julius, a very good, loose-aggressive player. I would typically say overly loose-aggressive, but you know, he knows what he's doing. He opens to 5,400 on the button out of his 20,000 stack. I'm sorry, 200,000 stack. We're playing pretty deep at the moment. And I'm in the big blind with 8-4 of clubs. So he makes it 5,400, which is a bit more than a min-raise. And with these suited hands, I think you very often need to see a flop. I actually wouldn't hate a three bet here. Um, that may sound a little bit optimistic, but my hand is right on the cusp of playability. If I had eight three of clubs, I'm probably just folding. If I had eight five of clubs or eight six of clubs, I'm much happier seeing a flop. So um, you typically want to be three betting with the hands that are on the cusp of your playable range. So I wouldn't mind making it 17,000 here. If I make it 17,000, that sure puts him in a pretty nasty spot. And it makes me... Well, it gets me the initiative so that I can continuation bet on a lot of flops and pick them up. But I like calling as well. I don't think there's anything wrong with either play, and I definitely think you should mix it up. There certainly is value in not three betting with, for example, eight four of clubs every single time. Because then when you three bet, if your opponents know that in the spot you three bet a lot of cans containing a four, like eight four, seven four, six four, well, they now know all of a sudden that a four is quite bad for them. So you don't want to necessarily do it with specific hands all the time, but you know, you want to three bet with a mix of hands some portion of the time. So anyway, flop comes 10, nine, five, one club. I have the eight, four of clubs. So I have a lot of nothing. I have a backdoor straight draw and a backdoor flush draw. All right. I check and Kyle Julius bets eight, uh, 5,700 into the 15,600 pot. And this is very clearly either a fold or a raise. And I think this is a pretty nice hand to raise. The only problem with raising this, though, is that if I raise this hand, I am almost certainly raising with way too many bluffs because I would really like to raise with jack-8, right? That's a pretty nice hand to raise. I really want to raise with 8-7. So right there, there's 32 combinations of raising hands, which is a lot. Um, I would also really like to raise with... 8-6 and 7-6. Those are those are certainly reasonable hands. There's a whole pile more combinations of hands. Um, and clearly, I just can't have that many value hands here. If I'm raising with all of those bluffs, I also probably need to start check-raising almost all of my 10s. And that's where it gets a little bit dicey. I actually hinted at that in one of the previous episodes of Weekly Poker Hand a few weeks ago, that if you're check-raising with a lot of draws, you need to compensate by check-raising with a lot of made hands. And alternatively, for check-raising with almost no draws, well, you can't check-raise with, with all of your made hands anymore. But 8-4 clubs here is a, it's an aggressive check-raise, but in poker tournaments, especially if we are anywhere near getting in the money, I typically ramp up the aggression if I have the big stack. And I don't know exactly where we are in the tournament. There's probably 35% of the field remaining with maybe 15% getting paid. So we're not quite there, but we're getting there. So let's go for it. I do make it 15,000, so um, he made it 57, I make it 15. I don't think you need to make it huge here. If he has ace-king, he's just going to fold. If he has um, pocket sevens, he's probably just going to fold. So 
I think that's a nice raise. It puts them in a pretty dicey spot. And then we can keep betting if the turn gives us a straight draw or a flush draw. If the turn does not give us a straight draw or a flush draw, we do need to give up sometimes with our bluffs. And those are the times when we don't need to keep bluffing. Turns the six of clubs, which is actually a great card. Not only because it gives me a flush draw and a gut shot straight draw now, but also because the 8-7 gets there, which is one of the very obvious draws that I would check raise essentially every time. Um, whenever you are bluffing with some random draw, you always want to ask yourself, what draws will my opponent certainly assume that I have in my range? And here, he's probably going to assume every time that I have jack-8 and 8-7. So the cards that complete those straights are particularly good for me to keep bluffing on. So when we get the 6 of clubs, which doubly helps us because it actually increases my equity a ton, I'm just going to keep betting. So pot's 46,000. I think we need to we need to make a somewhat sizable bet. And I do go 27,000, so about 60% pot. I think that's nice. Uh, we don't want to go too small because we really don't want to induce my opponent to hang around one more time with his junk. Um, we would like him to only call with a pair better or a good draw or better. And with this hand, I'm going to go for it on the river. It may seem a little bit crazy. Pot's going to go up to about 100,000. Opponent's going to have 150,000 remaining. I would not hate an all-in on the river. I think that would be pretty nice. I I definitely have the um I definitely have the eight sevens in my range, and I would like to play them in that manner. So we need to find some bluffs to play in that manner. And given there are sixteen um eight sevens, we can we can bluff with, I don't know, twelve, twelve or ten busted draws. And uh, like I said, if I had 8-4 diamonds, I would have check-raised the flop as well, but I would just check-fold the turn, even though I turned a little bit of equity. Or I would even bet the turn, but then give up on the river. Maybe I should um, maybe I should just keep betting 8-4 on the turn, all the 8-4s. I don't know. Anyway, this is a spot where I definitely have... I, I need to be... If I'm going to be over-betting with my nut hands against a good player, I, I want to be somewhat balanced. I want to have some bluffs. And... This seems like a pretty great one, and obviously I get there and make a flush sometimes, so <laughs> that's just an added bonus. So I do bet 27000 and he just folds. So we didn't even have to go for it on the river. I wish I had the opportunity, though, because I would like to show you that we were going to go for it on the river. Um, in terms of bad rivers, are there really any? Not really. I guess a 10 is pretty bad, a 9 is pretty bad. I guess a 10 is particularly bad. There really aren't very many bad ones, though, because... In reality, I either have a straight or a set, or I don't, right? And if I have a straight, it's certainly the best hand. If I have a set, it's almost certainly the best hand. So whatever my opponent has is a bluff catcher. The only reason the, the paired boards are a little bit bad is because my opponent could just have a set and now never, ever, ever fold. Whereas if, let's say, the river's an eight, that puts a four straight on the board, and then maybe he decides to make a big fold there with a set. And I would bluff on an eight. I, I've, I Obviously, he could have a seven, but I do think we need to keep bluffing there. Um, so yeah, I would have gone for it. I would have gone for the bluff. There we go. So that's gonna be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. This was a fun one. Uh, this is the kind of thing that sometimes gets you in trouble in cash games and tournaments. But uh, this this time it wasn't so bad. Thank you very much for watching. This has been Jonathan Little. I will talk to you next week.